but just a little background, man. I, uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you reaching out, man. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where this all started, right? I mean, um, how'd you, did you find, I'm assuming you came across on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Seen uh, a couple of videos of yours on, um, on YouTube. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. And I looked into your stuff and I was like, you, cause we were talking about getting on the pod and I was like, Oh, definitely gotta get this guy on the pod. I mean, cause you're very sales centered, um, in social media marketing centered in the kind of the, the same aspect. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of the general basis. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you on, um, for everybody that doesn't know Cody Gavin, Cody Gavin, introduce yourself, man. Talk about, uh, you know, who you are, how old you are, where you are. Cause the time difference right now is kind of crazy. <laughs> it's, I know it's uh, super late for you. <laughs> So, no, it's yeah, funny, um, man. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm in Australia, so based um, based over here in Oz. I've been in the space for about four years now, since like 2018. Um, kind of got uh, got started, which was which was awesome. Um, and yeah, now I guess uh, you could say I'm a SMMA YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> kind of feels a bit strange to say. Um, but yeah, man, I've been in the agency space for about four years now. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah. And happy to have you on. And, um, so it's, it's what two, two Oh six over there PM for you. Yeah. 2 PM. Okay. All right. It's 11. <laughs> it's 11 at night here. Super late, <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm like already, I'm like my head's hitting the pillow at this time. Like I'm, Dude, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm a night owl. So it's, it's really no problem at all. Plus I just got back from, uh, my brother plays, um, plays varsity basketball for his high school so they had a region uh, tournament and we just got back it was like the latest game ever and i'm like tr- driving back i gotta get home for this podcast but good to have you on man it's uh it's a pleasure um like i said very interested in your videos and, and kind of what you're about uh you touched on it a little bit good can you talk a little bit about how you got into this space and i think you know something i like to hear about is like the um the the i found it moment or like Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be what I do, or this is what I meant to do. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of what that looked like for for you and your agency? For sure. So, a bit of background. I started in hospitality. Um, I hated school. I always knew what I wanted to do, which was cooking at the highest possible level. Right, um, working in the best restaurants in the world, and eventually opening up my own restaurant when I was thirty years old, and to be ranked number number one. That that was the life goal. Um, and I'd done everything to line myself up to achieve that by 30 years old, um, which would put me at the youngest sort of person, um, at the top of their field. But anyway, I kind of lost interest in that and that's a long story, but then the SMMA sort of thing happened. Um, I think like everyone, we just started YouTubing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so just started looking up how to make money online. That, that that's really where yep. it all started 2018 i was kind of lost because i'd finished up with cooking and i just really didn't know what i wanted to do um but i'd had a couple of odd jobs since i hated it hated working for someone i i just despised it i knew i wanted to obviously do something but i just didn't know what started researching how to make money online seeing drop shipping amazon fba forex trading um and then I came across social media marketing and I thought, huh, this is interesting. And I think, it was, I think it was Ty Lopez that I first seen. And what interested me mainly was the skill aspect, right? So it wasn't about like making millions of dollars at that stage. It was more about, okay, well, I didn't go to university. So I'm here to learn high ticket skills, 
right? And this makes sense. To me, well, great. If I can help a business make more money, I'm going to get paid, right? So mm-hmm. it was pretty simple for me. Um, that was kind of like that decision moment, like, okay, let's give this a shot. Um, and then I see yeah. Russell Brunson, right? ClickFunnels, uh, you know, how he talks about offers and all that great stuff. I think he's phenomenal at what he does. Obviously, Alex Hamozzi learned everything pretty much from Russell Brunson. Um and it was his speech at the 10X Growth Conference in 2018. He sold $3 million in 90 minutes from stage, like two in eight people bought um, his $3,500 package. It was just incredible. And that was like that aha moment for me, like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's really where it all started, man. I, I started in the real estate space just because uh, someone told me, well, you either go into real estate, solar or medical. And I had no interest in solar or med- medical businesses. I, I liked real estate. I wanted to get into real estate investing. So that made sense. Um, and yeah, I just dove straight in. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I, I like, first of all, your, your drive to become one of the best cooks. Uh, that's something I don't have a quality in. I'm like <laughs> very much a takeout guy, which, which needs to stop. Yeah. Maybe you could start giving me less. Maybe you could sell me a course on cooking. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd take you up what on that. <laughs> um, but I like how you said, you know, you touched on, you know, SMMA was kind of like, um, you know, a little bit like it was the first, at least for me in, in the way that you said it kind of sparked what I, what I heard is like, it was the first, I guess, business model that wasn't like, almost a too good to be true kind of thing. Cause like Amazon 100%. FBA, you see drop shipping, you see people making like $30,000 yeah. a day. And then somebody comes along and is like, no, no, no. Like this is something you can actually do. That'll make you $10,000 a month, which is like way more, I guess, realistic and attainable than like somebody that's shooting yeah. for $30,000 like a day. So, um, I like, I like your, your kind of, you know, that, that I guess aspect of it because it is, you know, very, uh, appealing to somebody that's never heard of it before. Um, and the, the process of, you know, creating an SMMA as opposed to creating a drop shipping store is very like, I, what I like to tell people is like, create a agency name. My initials are WNR. It could be literally WNR media. And then exactly. you could literally just start sending outreach today and you don't have to establish your business. You don't have to do anything with drop shipping. There's like, you have to create a, a shop. You have to choose a product. You have to do product research. And it's like, it's just so easy to get into. So I love how you broke that down because it's it's it really is 100 and and i'm someone that likes to keep things simple like i think too many people overcomplicate it and that's really the number one reason why people don't succeed that's that's mm-hmm. it like if i could sum it up that would be it mm-hmm. um and i faced the exact same thing especially when i started out uh but yeah man you got to keep things simple you got to keep things streamlined like you said name you know, to be honest right now like if i was starting in you don't even need a name like yeah. you're going to reach out yeah. from your personal account anyway. So who cares about mm-hmm. it? Right. It's not like you're going to set up a business account and reach out from that account. You're going to use Will Ross, Cody Gavin's mm-hmm. Instagram account, Facebook account. So yep. it, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, man. Um, and I think too many people just think all these little details matter when it's like, okay, great. Pick a niche, figure out what they're struggling with, right? Create mm-hmm. a solution to that problem mm-hmm. and then just start your outreach. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I got caught in the the whole flashy stuff. You know, I think people very yeah. much look into 
or or I think admire the the brands that have a cool logo and a cool coloring. And it's like you're not an agency until you have a client. You can have yeah, the exactly. best logo in the world. You can have the best website mm-hmm. in the world. But if you're it not if you're yeah, if you don't have any clients and you your your monthly recurring revenue is zero, that money is is being put to something that's just not gonna you know, you're not getting any you're not getting anything. So yeah, like you, you said, personal agency. brand is you enough to start, business. man. Exactly. Um, I think it's, um, it's, it's good, man. It's good that, um, I think, you know, people are are out there and I don't want to put us on a pedestal, but I think it's good for just people in general out there to say like, it's not that hard. It's simple. There's people like you doing it out there. There's people like me doing it out there. Um, and it kind of just stems from just a point of passion. It's like, I was also at a point where I wasn't financially where I wanted to be. I'm still, you know, building myself up, but it's like SMA has changed my life. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's so awesome because it's something attainable. Um, I wanted to talk about, about YouTube for just a second, because I know for me, you know, I, as you probably can notice, I can ramble. So I was like, if I can just you know, I <laughs> turn on a camera, if I could turn on a camera and ramble, bro, then, you know, why not? So what is your, yeah. you know, what was kind of the moment where you were like, maybe I should start a YouTube channel. Is there somebody that inspired you or what, what did that, what did that kind of look like? Yeah, so I always was against it. Um, I think I, I related to Alex Amozzi with this because he always wanted to be rich and anonymous, and I always had the exact same philosophy. I didn't want to be known. I wanted to have no so. If, if ideally, I would have no social media. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Ideally, in an ideal world, I would I would be completely unknown. But obviously, being twenty twenty three, whether you like it or not, you, you, your feelings about it don't matter. And this is mm-hmm. what I say to people now. If you don't like something, I don't care. Like your feelings on whether you like it or not, I'm sorry. It's completely irrelevant. It's something that you need to do. Suck it up. Just do it. And that's kind of, I had that realization with YouTube. Um, but yeah, I never wanted to do it. I thought I'm not going to be one of these gurus. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Um, and then my friend um, at the start of last year, he said, why don't you just put out a few videos? You know, put out three or four videos. They won't get many views, but if you enjoy it, put out a couple more. If you enjoy that, put out a couple more. Um, so I did. And then the rest is history, really. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've always been someone that's planned everything that I, I want to do with trajectories and different things. But YouTube was some the first thing that I didn't plan. I'm still, I, I still don't plan anything. I just mm-hmm. put it out, I, whatever. Like whatever happens happens you know yeah um and yeah so that's really how it started man like it was really organic it was really just let's see how it goes i'll give it Mm -hmm. a shot if i enjoy it great let's keep going if i don't i'll stop yeah exactly i think it's uh it's accurate accurate what you said about kind of the whole uh, stigma behind gurus and um, that people will start a YouTube for the wrong reason. And you can see very blatantly when that's the case, when somebody's first video is funneling to a course, you're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And so yeah. um, I, I like, I like the, the genuine aspect, I think of, of what you put out, what I put out, because it's like, there's some videos out there where I'm just like, oh, I just figured this out. I want to share it and I'm not going to funnel you to anything else. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm not going to say, this is how I learned email marketing, but the second half of the video you can find on my $5,000 course. Like, no, nah, man, it's it's just, I want to take the stigma away. You know, I want to take yeah. the stigma away from people that are so, 
I guess, money hungry, trying to get a cash grab. Yeah. Um, and it is fulfilling. It, it is. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I was talking to. It actually uh, is. And yeah. It, it definitely it, is, man. It really it, is. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Like I do some coaching now, but it's like, it's actually fun. And the other thing with my, with my friend who got me into just gave me that push, right? He's like, look, whether you start one now, someone else is going to, and they're going to mm. start it with the wrong intentions. So if you start a channel and you enjoy it, people are actually going to see that you're genuine, right? People are they're right. not stupid. They can kind of tell like what's real and what's not. So mm-hmm. exactly. that kind of put my mind at ease because I was like, that's a good point. You know, mm-hmm. if you're coming from a genuine place, it, it's going to show. Well, and I, I like the, I like the, um, I think Montel Gordon put it out and Montel Gordon, I, I don't know if you're familiar, but he is somebody that, uh, you know, he has a course now and he has a personal brand agency and he's built himself up and he's, you know, uh, wisely monetizing his stuff, but it's very much been since day one of, since he started his YouTube channel was like the real survive. And I'm, he's like, I just, he doesn't even have 20,000 subscribers. I don't think yet. I mean, he's just like, he just talks about what's on his mind and he's just real and he's raw and like none of his videos are really honestly that greatly edited it's just like a 19 minute video of him talking to a camera works a lot more like for me Mm -hmm. i script everything word for word like i really spend time because i'm someone that rambles oh there's Mm -hmm. a lot of arms there's a lot of r's you know i'll I'll say you know right you know Mm -hmm. see i'm saying it now and (laughs) for me I don't want to ramble. I would rather have like a five, six minute video that's like straight to the point, that's clear cut. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it's edited. Yes, I've scripted it. But I'm kind of, over the next couple of months, for me anyway, I'm going to be testing out, just setting up a camera and talking, right? A bit more mm-hmm. raw. And I think that's what's working um better now as I'm, I'm seeing it yeah. like the last half of like 2022 and, and especially in 2023 the more raw videos are performing a, a lot better i don't know about yourself but yes yeah I, I, yes. that's the only reason i've always scripted yeah so uh interesting that you said that because it, it is um i've always tried to look for a better way to increase my average view duration i mean everybody does right and it's just like yeah. i want people to watch my video for longer and i tried something uh, that I uploaded this morning, actually, but the by the time this will go out, it was it was this this recent Thursday, but it was for the first time in the first thirty seconds of my video, there was no B roll, there was no crazy edits, there was just cutting out the fluff, and the whole yep. video is me just talking to a camera, and the average view duration up until this point is the best it's ever been, and right. it's like you're like why you know like th- yeah. theoretically if you put a bunch of stuff in front of a in front of somebody that's like fast cuts fast edits b-roll it's like somebody should watch that but yeah. but somebody that's viewing that and viewing videos like like you know you and i they see that all the time so if they can see somebody mm-hmm. that's personable and raw and real man it's almost different nowadays which is yeah. crazy to say but it works and i'm i'm very you know i'm very glad that's the way it's going because it kind of takes away from the i guess you know um the, the guys that are very much like anim- too animated, just in it for the money yeah. kind of course guys. It's like, if you can sit down for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and just talk, you know what you're talking about and you're not trying to sell anybody on anything. Like people realize that. And that that's yeah. a huge asset to have. hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's something that I'm going to be trying to do over the next few months. It's just, you know, I've got, for me, like I've got so much YouTube content, like mm-hmm. ready to go, you know, yeah. obviously scripted videos are like, I've got, 
months and months worth of content. Really? I just had like over the Christmas period, I just had like so many different ideas. So I just spent like four days writing like 30 different scripts and then just recorded like 30 different videos. I'm Um, jealous. But now (laughs) I'm like, I need to create some more, um, I guess, less edited videos, more Mm. um, organic style videos and kind of mix them in the mid in in in, in, a, in it all um mm-hmm. and just really see what works and just put it out you know absolutely but for me well like it comes down to like i i just enjoy it you know it's it's fun and i think the other thing too and i think this is really why i like um podcasts and you know obviously i would love to do more of these is mm-hmm. you get to connect with other people in the space i think a lot of uh, SMA YouTubers, they're very, they're just focused on themselves and they don't want to talk yep. to other people. They don't want to collaborate. They don't want to do other things. And I'm like, like, why? You know, like if you, if you generally, mm. if you genuinely want to help, right, your, your audience and people just starting out, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to do that? Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, I I love that you said that. That's the entire reason that I started this. I saw the same thing in everybody. I saw that there was a little bit of like, um, I guess, uh, like people, the the YouTubers looked at each other like they were bad people. I mean, there's drama in the SMA space, which is like, if the whole goal of starting a YouTube is to help people out, that should be everybody's goal. So it's like, yeah. I love the things that you're talking about. I love the things that like I've talked about with Grayson Lupus, with Sebastian Hansen, Caden, Caden Jara, like different people that I've had on my podcast that are like their own brands. Yes. We're all our own brands, but we're all in the SMA space together. Why can't we all try to help in different ways? And, and, um, I think there's just people that are, that'll view it differently, but exactly right. Um, it's, it's become almost a little bit of a toxic space that I think that I'm attempting to repair, you know, podcast by podcast. (laughs) So, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's something that's going to take a long time, man, but you know, it's little things like this that go an absolute long way. But, um, yeah. So, okay. Talking about your agency a little bit, you know, something that, um, something that I get hit up a lot with is, is, uh, you know, people just starting outreach, they're starting their agency and maybe they go a week, they go two weeks, they go a month, two months, and they're not seeing any results. Um, this is something that I typically like to ask, but I'll, I'll kind of frame it in a different way. What are some hurdles that you had starting your agency that you've had to overcome and, and kind of, you know, how did you fix that problem long term? Because the reason I yeah. ask it is like people are finding a lot of problems nowadays with saturation, what niche to find. And it's like, you know, if you can just get past it once and use a client testimonial, you know, it's just a snowball effect. So how, you know, what was something that you had to overcome and, and kind of, you know, how are you continuing to overcome that, you know, nowadays? Yeah, so definitely a snowball effect, right? But before mm-hmm. we get there, like when I started in 2018, it took, it took me nine months to get my first client, nine months. Every single day, I would send out 100 pieces of outreach every single day, seven days a week for nine months. I want to pause so, right there. I want to pause right there. If you if you just hit my DM and you started outreaching for a week and you didn't see results and you're thinking about quitting, I want you to watch that again. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I've always had the attitude like, I will make this succeed. Otherwise, like I'll die trying, right? Like I'd rather die and be like, I've give I've, I've done everything that i possibly can i can't do anymore that's fine right um so i've always had that it's like do or die for me it's like if i'm yeah. not successful 
Like there, there is no other option, right? Like I will make this work. There, like you have to have that mentality first and foremost. And I think all of us that make it do. You, and and it comes back to like, why are you doing this? Mm. You know, to me, I couldn't think of anything worse than working for someone else, retiring at sixty-five, no money, nothing. I've seen many family members do it. That's not for me, right? Um, so I, I I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I like, I would literally rather die right now then that be my future. Mm-hmm. So um, that's number one, right? You've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. So I was doing a hundred pieces of outreach, but I was doing it like I, I was getting the meetings, you know, I was able to set, you know, a handful of meetings a week. But my problem was, is I was pitching Facebook ads. I was selling them on chat bots, messenger ads, landing funnels, Instagram, you know, growth campaigns. Like I was bundling like 20 different things together Mm. and like talking about lookalike audiences, custom audiences. This is how we're going to target this person and this person. And dude, I I was, they didn't understand what I was talking about. (laughs) Right? Like I was just talking in like marketing jargon. Um, so I, I wasn't keeping it simple. You know, I was just talking about, you know, tech sort of things and all this rubbish that doesn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest um, mistake is I just couldn't sell these people. I couldn't close anyone. I could always set the meetings, but I could never close anyone. Um, and then I kind of had that epiphany moment. I don't remember like where that sort of come from, but I figured, okay, I've been selling like this for nine months. I think I thought I was doing the right thing, but obviously I'm not. So then I just basically changed it up and was like, Hey, look, here's what we can do. Here's how it's going to benefit you. And I just shut up Mm. and that like, that was it. Um, and that's how I got my first client. And then obviously it just snowballed from there but to me the the number one thing that you need to do is numbers of outreach matter it's it's really a numbers game but before that you need to have a good offer right so back in 2018 and 2019 you could still get away technically with selling facebook ads google ads youtube ads whatever it is Mm -hmm. right but uh 2020 kind of showed i i um had a money back guarantee offer um and then that's really where things took off for me. But in 2023, now you have to put the risk on yourself rather than the business. And it's got to make sense, right? To me, it's all logical. It's like, look, well, if I can generate you X amount of new clients and each client is worth this much to you and we don't deliver that, I'll give you a full refund. How does that sound? Like, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take you up on that. Right. So to me now, the biggest thing that you need to do is create a good offer. Now, how you do that is you have to do the boring shit, which is market research. So go out and talk to businesses in that niche about what their goals are, what their problems are, why they're facing those issues, how long they have been facing those issues for, um, what keeps them up at night really understand the business inside and out so much so you could go in and start a business as a competitor the next day right Mm -hmm. you need to know how they talk how they walk you need to know everything about them then you can create a great offer and then that's really how you create product market fit in in my eyes right because if you understand the industry what they're struggling with and their goals you'll be able to create a great offer which means when you go out it's just a conversation they're like wow this is awesome Let's do it. Yep. 
So that's, yeah. that's my I, uh, thing for people just sort of starting out. I know I kind of rambled on and I forgot. No, no, but... no, it was perfect. It was perfect. I always, um, and I, I think I got this from Alex Ramosi, but I, I could be wrong on this one, but it was, he, he put it in a, in a formula kind of sense where it was volume times your, the, 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 I guess, good score of your offer equals the probability of success. So like volume times your offer equals the probability of success. If you have tons of volume, but your offer sucks, you won't get any clients and vice versa. If you are not sending any outreach, but you have the best offer in the world, nobody's going to see them. Your probability of success is, is non-existent. But if you can get a little bit of both, like you're just bound to see success. And you know, like you said, like I was talking about earlier, the snowball effect is, is, is real, man. If you can go nine months, not see one client and then get one. And then all of a sudden you're at like five, 10, 15, $30,000 a month. It's like, wow, that just happened. And that happens, you know, through a number of things. And a lot of that is experience. Cause you know, to be yeah. quite honest with you, 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 you can listen to guys like me, you can listen to guys like you, but you'll never know what the actual experience of running an agency is like until you have to deal with that first client and you get that first deliverable yeah. date. Yeah. yeah. And there's not one way to do things, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll tell people to do something a, a different way to, to say me. Right. And that's why I don't, believe in like full scripts or anything like that it's because will you speak differently to me which means if i try to read your script it's probably not going to sound that great it's going to sound kind of robotic i'm not going to get the same results right we're different you know so you've got to put your own spin on it and you've got to incorporate your personality into everything that you do you can use the framework the process is sure but at the end of the day the work is up to the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think you touched on a little bit earlier, but a huge problem with at least the people that I've talked to in my discord and my newsletter um, is like you said earlier, I may be getting people in my meetings. Um, I may be getting booked meetings, but I can never close a client. I think we talked about, you know, having that, that initial good offer, cutting out the fluff, um, is there anything nowadays where you think people should focus on? Maybe maybe let's talk about a service, perhaps. Is there any service you think right now is, I guess, unsaturated or something that somebody should target where they can kind of increase their, I guess, uh, you know, close rate? Yeah. So for me, like I've always just done Facebook ads, right? That's like my mm-hmm. bread and butter. That's really what I know. Like talk to me about Google ads or YouTube ads. I have no idea. <laughs> like I've never gone into... Google AdSense at all. Like, I don't know, right? I'm sure I could figure it out, but I've never, mm-hmm. I've never ran a campaign. I haven't even seen the inside of, you know, the mm-hmm. Google. I did ad. once, man, and I, I cannot tell you what I saw. I was immediately confused and I got right out of there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I haven't even yeah. got, gotten that far, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's real, really important. I, I think people focus too much on what platform should I use? Where it's like, no, you've got to figure out, well, where did their customers where are their customers, right? And that's really where you go, right? Maybe it's YouTube ads. I don't know. Maybe YouTube ads work better for mm-hmm. for, for your niche, right? Maybe TikTok ads work, work better. I know TikTok's just released the lead forms and different things. So it is going towards um, not just e-commerce, right? It's going for, for local businesses a lot now as well. So mm-hmm. maybe try TikTok ads. But as far as a service, I think it's more about like the vehicle's not so not as important as your offer, right? Your offer is probably the most important thing in mm-hmm. my opinion, but how you get it, like how I go around selling now is really just maths. 
right? It's like, how much do you charge? What's your margins? Great. And you should know this before you get on the calls. You should know mm-hmm. this about the industry and your market research. You should know how much they make. You should know all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And it's really just a maths game. It's really like, okay, yeah. well, so if we can get you X, Y, and Z and bring in you, bring, bring, bring you this, 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 and this, you're obviously going to make this. This is your margins on that. And this is how much we charge. And if we mm-hmm. don't deliver, money back guarantee will work. Or like whatever your offer right. is. How does that sound? You know, like yeah. it's black. I like to make things black or white. They either want to work with you or they don't. To me, after the sales call, like there should be no follow-up. Like I don't do follow-up. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's just a complete waste of time. If you've yeah. delivered, if, if you've uh, offered your service in a way that's like black and white and they don't take it, the chances of them coming back are like less than 1%. So why bother wasting your time mm-hmm. following up? That's, Absolutely. Uh, that's kind of my opinion. But I think great. if you keep it simple, you kind of share what you do, how you do it, your offer, and then just shut up. Like that's the best way to go about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cut out the fluff. Yeah. Um, and I know we, <clears throat> I know we talked about outreach a little bit and I hate to bounce around, but there's so many things happening here. We're bringing up so many good points. I want to yeah. make sure I nail it down before I forget. But, you know, we talked about outreach earlier um, and kind of how you can begin really today. How has the process you touched on it earlier? How has the process from when you started your agency to now looked? And, you know, what is a day to day outreach system for your agency look like now? And, and can you touch on, uh, I, got, I guess, an estimate of how many people you're reaching a day? Yeah, so about 200, uh, I would say about 150 organic a day. And then I do mm-hmm. um, paid ads as well. I've just started to do okay. paid ads again. I'm, I'm a big believer in paid ads. I love paid ads. That's actually mm-hmm. how I really scaled in March 2020, um, July 2020. Yeah, that's really how I scaled. And I, I'd, ever since, I've just loved paid ads for the agency space. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it. But in terms of outreach, how it's kind of changed is when I first started, it was more of a longer message. Um, it was not, not, um, I guess tooting their own horn, but more like being a bit more conversational, but now it's just direct it's straight to the point. It's like, Hey, like, this is, this is what we do. Right. Mm. Are you interested to hear more? Or, right. hey, do you offer this service? And we have a couple of back and forth and then you go straight in with your offer. It's really direct uh, marketing rather than, hey, how's it going? You know, like all that BS. Right, um, right. So it's really direct. And then I and then I do pay, paid ads. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. Instagram DMs and Facebook DMs was where I started with the occasional um, Loom video. And that's really what I've always... Um, focused on on the organic side sure again, yeah can you touch a little bit more sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say again it's all numbers yeah oh, definitely can you touch a little bit more on the the paid ad side i'm interested in myself and i'm sure a lot of people out there as well but you know kind of what is that what does that funnel look like if you don't mind sharing your offer as well because i think it's always been a um a, a a little bit of a roadblock for me i'm like i don't know you know, how much it's going to cost to acquire a customer. And I guess I don't, you know, or a client. And I guess I don't really know until I start spending money and it's different for everybody. But what does it look like for you? And, and how have you been able to find success in, in the paid ads? And I guess what platforms do you use? 
Yeah, so 100% Facebook. Um, there's really two options that you can do, right? Number one is lead forms. Number two is a VSL. Now, mm-hmm. I always recommend lead forms just because it's a lot cheaper. VSL, there's a lot more. There, there's a lot more to it, right? Like you've got to make sure everything's on point. And if it's not, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna work, right? And your cost per appointment is going to be a lot higher. And when you have a smaller budget, you're not gonna to want to spend that, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely leave that for when you're, you know, making that seven, ten, fifteen k per month, and you've got some money to spend and figure it out, right? Because that, that's really all it is. It's just spending money to figure out well, what works, you know. And you're yep. not going to be profitable straight away, so be willing to lose a couple of thousand dollars on that, mm-hmm. right? To to get it right. Um, but the lead forms are really interesting, right? So what I'll do is I'll have a simple ad. It's usually a graphic. That's what I've found works better, best for me. Um, I am testing out a couple of videos at the moment, but it's too early to see if they're they're working or not. Mm-hmm. But it's an ugly, it's an ugly graphic, and basically it's just my offer. That's it, right? It's my offer on okay. a graphic, calling out the industry that I'm going after, the targeting, the demographics, completely open. Right, I do okay. no advanced targeting at all. I, lay, I I use my copy and my creative as my targeting, and that's it. I send them straight to a lead form. Obviously, there's the website on the back end, so sometimes you do get the occasional person booking through. But the goal with the lead form is for you to call them up manually, go through the discovery call process, book them in for a call um, on your calendar. And dude, a lead can cost you anywhere from seven to sort of twenty dollars mm-hmm. gotcha yeah i think that's really untapped like you mentioned earlier i don't see personally i don't see a lot of agency owners doing that um even the ones that are scaling right i feel like a lot of people even the big dogs are doing cold email stuff still nowadays but i feel exactly if you have the money and you have the capital to try it out definitely do so um, yeah. And I'm a hypocrite because I haven't tried it out, <laughs> but I, but I definitely you, you, will look into it. Should. It's, it's, yeah. um, it is really good. Yeah. You do, I think yeah. the biggest thing is when you're doing lead forms, especially it's more of a volume game, which is mm-hmm. fine because it's not going to cost you as much. Right. Uh, so they aren't going to be as qualified granted, but it's better than the alternative when you're starting out. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, um, that's yeah it's definitely something that you should try man it's um definitely fantastic the biggest thing though is uh, that's what i was going to say i just lost my train of thought before you've (laughs) got to call the leads very quickly Mm -hmm. okay got it and what are your what are your opinions i don't know if you've tried this or if you've heard of it linkedin ads it's something that i've wanted to dabble in uh do you know anything about that or the effectiveness you know uh, versus a a good facebook ad yeah i don't even know something you'd like to explore Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, so I, I've, I've looked into to trying it. I, um, I guess it's worth a try, right? I mean, if I'm going to spend yeah. some money on ads, what if it works? Um, that's cool, man. I think, uh, you know, it, it's interesting hearing just a whole different viewpoint. Like I, we touched on a little bit earlier, but it's, it's like, that's kind of the reason why I like to bring people on is because I always, always, always leave with something new. Um, and yeah. I, I would like the same thing for, for whoever hops on the podcast. And, um, I think it's just valuable information for anybody watching this that, you know, I, I always preach this as well as that this influencer may say something, this influencer may say something, you know, Iman Godzi may tell you one thing, but 
everybody is their own person and everybody has yeah. their outreach method that works for them. Everybody has exactly. an offer that works for them. And so it's like, yeah, you can copy somebody and you can get to where they were, but you know, for you to scale, you're going to need to know the ins and outs of how you got there and you know, the real monetization. And I, 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 um, I like this kind of saying right here, but you get rich, uh, by building up a business, you get richer by teaching that. Uh, and I understand that it is, it is very much a, uh, an emotional and mental game as well, uh, in terms of feeling rich, because like I said, there was not really a, uh, feeling of fulfillment until I started a YouTube channel. And I had people reaching out to me saying like, Hey, the outreach method you talked about helped me land my first client. Thank you, man. And it's like, wait a second. (laughs) That was cool. Like, that's awesome. I I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree. And that's, um, that's been the funnest thing for me, um, most mm-hmm. enjoyable thing um, for me. I think, look, on that note with what you were saying about everyone's got their own way to go about it. There's a million ways to skin a cat, right? Mm-hmm. E-Man's going to say one thing. I'm going to say another. Will's going to say something else. And mm-hmm. what I often hear is like, which what like, give just give me the secret sauce. Give me yeah. the rope. And I'm like, dude, that I wanted that. Like, I wish there was something. Mm-hmm. I, like, there, but there isn't. <laughs> You know, there is an, I was searching and searching and searching. And trust me, if I, if anyone was going to find it, I would have found it years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Because I looked and looked and looked. And then I kind of realized it's just putting in the work consistently and just figuring it out, right? Because everyone's got their own stories and their own experiences doing this. One thing might work for you, but it might not work for me. Right. So mm-hmm. I've got to figure out, well, what, what's going to work for me? You know, so there is no secret sauce. That's one thing. There is no perfect outreach method. There is no perfect script. If you're wanting that, it doesn't exist. Get off YouTube if, if that's if that's the case and just work. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm finding a lot of people are doing is just they're consuming content and then it gets to like 7 p.m. and then they haven't done anything, but they felt yep. like they've done stuff because they've learned stuff, but they're actually not. They're in that analysis paralysis phase and it's just a never-ending merry-go-round oh my gosh no kidding stop consuming content like unsubscribe to everyone maybe subscribe to one two three people right and listen to what they say and just and and just figure it the rest out yourself Mm -hmm. because your experience is going to be different to mine yeah absolutely yeah create your own path yeah exactly sebastian uh talked about uh, similar to what you said, it's better to focus on one person and, and find what they did right and mimic it and make it your own than it is to follow and subscribe to 20 SMA influencers and then be jumbled up because everybody's saying something different. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, well, which one do I do? Like, well, like, what do I do now? I've just learned 20 different ways to do this one thing. Like, what am I going to do? And then now you're more confused than when you went into it. Exactly, man. Exactly. I, I don't know about um, you, but I was there. Dude, yeah, absolutely. I think everybody, you know, it's kind of hard not to fall into that until somebody says something like that where it's like, okay, I should only talk to this. I should only watch this person because it's just so much jumbled information. And like, I think we're all a product of that. I mean, I remember uh, late 2020 um, going into 2021, I started my agency in in January of 2021. But going into like the latter half of 2020, it was like at the gym every single day I was turning on a different SMMA video just to consume and learn. But it's like, I probably was doing more harm than good just because it's like, 
I thought email was the best. Why is this guy telling me to do cold calls? Wait, I thought yeah. Facebook ads was the service to offer. Why is this guy telling me to do like TikToks? So it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's it's just different, man. And I think it's um it's valuable to 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 know that information, to know it what works. But I think it's also just as valuable to really focus on one thing, whether it be outreach, whether it be an offer, whether it be you know personal brand stuff, whatever it may be. Just like focus yeah. on one and don't get too jumbled up with the masses because it can be a detriment more than an asset. Hundred percent, and I also like recommend a lot. Uh, a lot of people um, are asking me now. I don't know about you. It's like, oh, should I start a personal brand? And I and I say, look, man, if you can start one like right now, I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. I it took me years, dude. Like I've been in the space for since like twenty eighteen. Like the the start at the end of 2018, 2019 is kind of when I started to get traction, right? So let's mm-hmm. say twenty nineteen. It took me 2019, 2020, 2021, three years to get on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was totally against it. I had a, you know, a pretty bad mindset. I, uh, uh, you know, I had a very bad view of it all. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a big regret, right? Yeah. And I would recommend like, if you, even if you just want to document your journey, jump on YouTube. It's fun. You'll actually enjoy it, right? And it will hold you accountable, as well exactly it's an accountability thing for you as well you know like if you struggle with staying consistent start a channel because it's going to be a challenge but you're going to make it work you know yeah and i think now 2022 23 23 it's really on that personal brand so like if you can create a youtube channel on how to help dentists you know generate more appointments whatever it is do it you know, yeah. whatever your industry is, create like it might be a smaller channel, sure, right? But your viewers and your subscribers are going to be infinitely far more valuable than someone who's got, you know, a channel with a hundred thousand subscribers, but mm-hmm. is more of like a general YouTuber. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there too that just like the, you know, the, and, and here's what I like to to say too is like YouTube is not for everybody. It's really not. I mean, like some people really do genuinely like to be the one the guy that gets rich without being, you know, nobody knows who he is. And I think we all kind of attest to doing that. But it's like growing a personal brand has has proven time and time again how valuable it is not only to you, but my whole mindset is like if you're if you got yourself out of where you were a year, two, three years ago, and you're not telling other people how to do what you just did, you're not helping other people out. You're almost not doing the world, you know, a uh, justice. And, and, um, you know, I heard I this thing. Dis- it- okay. I'll disagree on your first point. Not everyone's okay. meant for you. I think everyone can be. Yes. Sure. Like you may be shit in front of a camera. I don't know if I can mm-hmm. say it, but you may be bad you're in fine. front of a camera <laughs> to start with. Granted, no problem. I think everyone is because I think the other thing that you don't realize is if you're recording a video, you've got to be, your enthusiasm has to be a lot higher to make it come across as normal, right? Mm -hmm. When someone's watching. That's what I've noticed. Like if I'm just normal on video, it's really like, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's not, it's not great. Right. So you've mm-hmm. got to kind of amp it up and that's difficult. Yeah. You know, especially when you're nervous, you're just getting into it, but I think you can train yourself to do it. And, um, yeah, I, I think like what you were saying, I do agree with, if you've gotten out of a certain situation, you should, um, put it out. And there's a couple of things that I want to touch on on that, but just briefly, like for me, I, yeah, that's something that I struggled with on YouTube was that, um, 
coming across as sort of enthusiastic and you know mm. getting comfortable on camera and i think that's also right. why i like to script my videos because i'm not fully comfortable just talking on the fly because i know i ramble um and and that's a big mm. issue of mine but yeah yeah like if you talk to other successful people like if i reach out to you know i've reached out to multi multi-millionaires a couple of billionaires and you're surprised by they actually want to talk about how they got to where they they got to mm-hmm. like if someone shows interest in like wow you know how did you how did you do it like i would love to i, I aspire to do the same thing they love that you know mm-hmm. because not many people ask them right and i think that's that's so valuable and yeah it's your your kind of duty to to do the exact same but on the youtube front i think you can't be rich and and and, and anonymous anymore mm-hmm. Um, it's not a thing, right? Like I was obviously looking at like the Ray Dalio, Stephen Schwartzman, like all these mega, mega successful individuals. But now a lot of them on, are on social media as well, right? Yeah. Because they understand they've got to be. And it's not about whether you want to or not. It's like you've got to be. Um, so you've just kind of got to, got to do it. Getting like rich like and point. being anonymous, it doesn't really exist anymore the world changes the landscape changes and Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not we're in the digital age absolutely absolutely fair point and i I hate to call out another alex ramosi quote because i'm really not that guy that like is like a super follower of alex (laughs) i just think that he says cool stuff (laughs) yeah and he said something recently and i don't know if you've run across it but it was like the queen died five months ago and nobody's talking about it you will die one day and people will not care so do what you want while you're in this life. And if you want to start a YouTube channel, or you're too afraid. There's no time to be afraid anymore. And to your point, it's a digital landscape. People are changing. And uh, if your friends are the ones that are making fun of you for trying to put out organic content that helps other people, they ain't your friends. And uh, they're never going to be. So cut those people out of your life. And it's almost, you know, it may be hard, but you're doing yourself a service because you don't need those people in your life. You need people that are holding you accountable saying, hey, you didn't upload a video this week. How come? It's looking forward to that. Like that, those are the kind of people that are going to take you to the next level. So it's almost a, an easy way of weeding out the the toxics, right? It's, it's, uh, oh, really? and it, that was a huge part of me too. And, you know, I'll be completely honest. Uh, you know, only a handful of my friends know of mine right now. And that's something I'm trying to work on. And I, and I'm over here, you know, you know, preaching this, but it's something that I've definitely have to work on. That's like, I have to be okay with being this personality because it's something that, you know, when I was in high school, college was like, you know, we always made fun of the guys like this and it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's such a, it's this quick turnaround and you have to be okay with that. But like, I've come to terms with all those guys that I was making fun of have helped thousands of people out. And they're also making tens of thousands of dollars a month. And I was a fat college kid that was making fun of somebody because I was jealous of their, their success. Um, and so yeah. as we try to build this man, keep that in your mind. Cause I think it's, it's, it's easy to, to get down into see all the awesome comments and then see the one negative comment and be like, damn, he's right. You know, but it's not, he's not. So man, I think for anybody watching, I, listening, I yeah. totally agree with what you were saying. You know, like I, if you look at my socials, YouTube, I'm the most active, like Instagram, I've posted, I posted two photos last year, two in the whole <laughs> year. And before that I wasn't on, I didn't post photos for two years. Mm-hmm. So I've got two photos in 2022 and the rest are in 2019 or 2020, mm-hmm. whatever, right? So like this year, I've got, a, whether I want to or not, 
I've got to get more photos because I don't take photos, right? The photos on my Instagram are the only photos of myself that I've got. My Facebook, I don't have a cover photo. I've got a crappy NFT as a (laughs) profile photo and I haven't posted in like four years, right? Mm -hmm. But what am I going to do? I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and Mm -hmm. post on Facebook this year. So yeah, men it's all about helping people. Like you don't need to worry about the negative comments. And I think that's what yep. we all subconsciously, you know, worry about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a testament. Everybody that has started one hasn't, has not had any bad things to say about it. I mean, everybody that I've had on the podcast that has a YouTube channel, has a TikTok, Instagram has been so fulfilled in a way that you wouldn't know if you didn't start something like this. So it's just, you know, there's more and more evidence to, to, to start one if you haven't already. So, um, yeah. So a lot of people are going to comment that they love your stuff and they want to keep, mm -hmm. they want to keep listening to it and they want you to keep putting out content because they're getting value from it. You don't know what people are going to find valuable. And I think the other thing, well, I know we're just going on, on now, but it's like, (laughs) I love it. I love it. You've got, you've got a lot of knowledge that you probably don't realize you've got right to you. It's normal, Mm -hmm. whatever, but for someone else that that is invaluable, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Put it out because you don't know what's going to resonate with people the most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love the points being brought up. I don't think I've had a, uh, a podcast get kind of that deep, and it's really cool to like kind of just dive in and really be really be real and really be raw. And I've just so much have have enjoyed having you on, man. I want to I want to finish up with yeah. um, a, a, a couple of questions kind of mixed together. And, you know, it, it relates to what we were just talking about. But, you know, I, I want to ask people what are their goals? Because I, I, too, you know, as I'm establishing these relationships, I want to be that friend that checks up on you in nine months and says, hey, have you achieved this? What have you been doing to achieve that? And what can I do to help? So what is your goal at the end of the year for your YouTube? I guess uh, you could, you could, you know, give that metric in subscribers. You could give it in, um, you know, in, in views and anything like that. And then what's also your, your goal for your agency that could also be in a, in a revenue number as well, but kind of, you know, I'll hand the floor over to you and, and just kind of wrap it up with, you know, where do you want to be at the end of 2023? So YouTube, definitely 10 K subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be amazing. So yeah, 10K would be like the number for me. Um, that would be two years on on YouTube, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And then revenue-wise for the business, uh, in you, you're, you're in the US, aren't you? So US yes. dollars, mm-hmm. probably looking at 600K, which is okay. about 850 for me, Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. got it. Cool. Cool, man. I uh, Like I said, I fully believe everything that you're going to achieve and the, the value that you're putting out, the knowledge that you have. I don't see any problem with that happening. I think that those are both very attainable goals. I too want to achieve 10K by the end of the year. So hopefully yeah. you and I can can keep each other accountable and kind of have a, a friendly competition because, um, you know, our audiences are, are, you know, different but the same and they feed off yeah. each other. And um, podcasts like this is what brings the space together, man. And I, I really appreciate everything you're doing. But Cody Gavin, thank you so much for coming on, man. It has been an absolute pleasure. All the socials linked down below. Again, thank you so much for the value you're adding and you're continuing to add to uh, to YouTube. And I think I speak for my audience when I say that uh, we're looking forward to the things you have to do in this year. And I'm really excited. Thanks so much for having me. Cool. Thanks, man.
Thanks. All right. We'll stop it.